0: We have one task, to proclaim the message of salvation in Jesus Christ. The whole church must be mobilized to bring the whole gospel to the whole world. This is our calling. These are our orders.
1: Welcome to the Mobilization Podcast at Lausanne 2021. I'm Christian Landa.
0: And I'm Janet Sewell.
1: And today we have a, a visitor, Nay Dawson. Welcome.
2: Thank you. Great to be with you both.
1: Yeah, we're excited to have you here. And um, the topic of today is, is how to build community online. Real community, deep community, loving communities. And we're really excited to have you here, You're, um You have passion for this.
2: Yeah, I think it's really important, particularly in this time when we're all desperate for community. Many of us are in isolation. We're in lockdown in our house right now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really passionate about online community and how we can build it really well.
1: Yeah, great. And uh, normally you're, you're um, uh, a regional uh, trainer coordinator in the IFES. And uh, you're also passionate about evangelism. You have studied an uh, uh, Evangelism Network for Women and uh i know you're also working with this um and i think as i understood that was quite random that it just it just happened
2: yeah i think um well actually there there is a reason why um just before our lockdown in britain uh, march the 20th i was running a conference for women so um 100 women and it was a conference in person and then the lockdown came and we couldn't travel anywhere. Mm. So we had three days to decide, were we going to cancel our conference or do it online? And before mm. that, I had um, I'd done Zoom calls every month with 12 people, but I'd never done a conference online. And we just thought it'd be such a shame to not have our conference. So we, <laughs> we decided in three days, let's put it online. We reopened the bookings. We had 50 more women apply. And we went from 99 women to 150. We went to women just from the UK to women from across the world. And so that experience was so good. And the next day I persuaded my church to do church on Zoom because it's all live, real time. Mm-hmm. It's a gathering together. Yeah. And it was that, that over the weekend, I just, I've never really written in my life, but I felt God say, no, you need to write this down. And friends started saying, how did you do that? And I was like, it's just Zoom, it's simple. But I started writing, and so that's really how it all started. It was that weekend in March, and yeah, cool. That's amazing. Beautiful.
1: It is, it is. <laughs> and and before we move on, I'll just uh, you're married to John. You have two daughters, uh, and you live in Southampton.
2: Yeah, yeah. My husband's a scientist. He's trying to grow stem cells for people with arthritis, trying to regrow bone and cartilage. And we've got two little girls that are in this house right now, so you might see them at some point. They're on uh, their school's closed for lockdown isolation at the moment
1: yeah sounds like the everyday life of most of us at the moment i am actually quite you know excited about this uh, topic um because i think i've observed a couple of things lately which one is that there actually is quite a lot of loneliness coming going on uh, around us and and it sort of feels like for me that it's more there's more of it now than in march and in april you know the first months we kind of managed it and then we told we were, we were we were taught we were kind of done with this. I know it's coming back, and I've I've two examples just the last week of one one a church leader saying like I really miss friendship. I really miss just someone to just truly hang around and f- have fun, be honest with life, and, and I just feel it's not working through online stuff. Uh, another one, a student saying you know, you know, please don't lock down our student group because it's the only thing I've left. Like everything else is closed. It's the only place I meet people so like i feel like loneliness is more is even there is even more of it now than, than half a year ago and the second thing that i think in churches we sort of i think many of us feel a bit like oh uh i'm so sort of tired of zoom and you know messenger and uh meat and all these kind of things i just want to be, go back to to normal church and stuff and and kind of going into this like i just need to hang in and we just need to st- wait and then we will get going again um instead of actually making disciples doing community here and now uh, is that something that you recognize tonight yeah
2: yeah definitely and um certainly here in the uk some surveys have been done um they said that before lockdown uh, one in 10 adults had feelings of loneliness and then during lockdown so from april onwards that's one in four have Whoa. these feelings of loneliness. And I'm sure it's worse now with lockdown, mm-hmm. for us lockdown too. And then particularly um, the young people aged 18 to 24. So if you're listening and you're in that category, uh, we're most likely to experience loneliness since the la- lockdown began. Yeah. So it's even worse for that category. So yeah, I 100% agree with you. Loneliness is one of the biggest problems I think we're facing really. And coupled with that is our inability to really value friendship. Mm. And ultimately, I think discipleship, discipleship and church life, a lot of it is about friendship and relationship. And I think we have just um, forgotten how to do relationships. Um, I read a really good book this summer called Made for Friendship by Drew Hunter. And then mm. I wrote an article about friendship And in the book, Drew quotes C.S. Lewis, and he says, to the ancients, friendship seemed the happiest, most fully human of all loves, the crown of life and the school of virtue. The modern world in comparison ignores it. And I think um, it's really interesting how in our isolation, as our numbers have been restricted, we might actually be beginning to think about friendship for the first time, because certainly if C.S. Lewis is right, then we yeah. have forgotten about friendship. Um, so yeah, I totally agree.
1: Huh. That's interesting. Because I think I, I just had a, you know, as I mentioned, like with a church leader and or several of us having a chat the other day and uh, sort of like a mentoring group and, and actually more, several of us kind of realized, you know, we lack, and we miss friendship. It's like, we're, we're giving and giving and giving and giving, but I lack community. Like, where I receive and give and have and laugh and yeah. Mm.
2: Yeah. And I think for me, so when, um, in the UK, we had this thing called the rule of six. So you could only meet with five other people. And at that point, loads of my friends were really disappointed. You know, we can't meet in large families anymore. And I understand that it was difficult, but I think what it showed me is that my relationships are based on ease and convenience. And I really, began to search myself and ask some of these questions. Are my friendships based on convenience or are they intentional? Are my friendships driven by love and self-sacrifice and generosity? And are they able to weather through the storms of life? And I think most of my answers were no. And that's what the rule of six showed. And I think more so for the rule of one. And um, in that I think is a chance for us to learn afresh. What is friendship? How can we pursue that? And I think if this season has shown us, we just had friendships out of convenience, then maybe God is saying, now's the time to really focus on this and yeah. really focus on proper friendships. And it's, it's actually so easy also to do
0: friendship online also, like because we're talking about this. I'm, I'm a fairly international person and I literally have friends all over the world. And one of my favorite things to do is, uh, is to go out for a walk and call my friends in america call my friends in south africa call my friends in iceland call my friends and you know and have a meaningful long sometimes one to two hour conversation as i'm just walking around and it's 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 actually my one of my favorite things of the of the day and of the week <laughs> mm. so it's so easy with today's technology especially with data being so cheap now for most of us anyway to just be able to pick up the phone and say, "Hey, let's go out for a walk," and we've done that actually within with some friends of mine. Even within church here in London, um, we can't physically be present, but we'll we'll get on the phone and we'll go out for a walk together.
1: Yeah, and then I think for many of us, we feel a bit like, "Oh, I'm so sick and tired of, of being online." And and in a way, like I, I really I, I feel with you, guys, like like we just want to get rid of this. Just gonna, we just going. We just want to wait until it finishes. And then we will start up doing community and friendship and uh, discipleship and all these things again. Uh, And at the same time, how can you help us to realize and to kind of get rid of that kind of giving up mentality?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, well, it's interesting, actually, I read um, an article that we should all become like Norwegians. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It was in a British newspaper and it said that Norwegians are really good at coping with long, hard, cold winters. Yeah. and that we should all get the mentality of a norwegian so i was really struck by this and so i started having a fire pit every night and um, my friend bjorn ingus you might know him he was giving me recipes to make on the fire pit but it it made me just think um if, if god is in control and he mm-hmm. is weightier than any of our problems yeah. then when we face these these tr- these troubles and hardships we can turn to him we can trust yeah. him that He's in control, but also we can say, God, what are you doing in this time? How can I live for you in this time? So for me, the rule of six, I found really interesting because for professional gatherers, number six is a magic number. I've been reading this really good book called The Art of Gathering, and I've written a blog post, The Art of Gathering Online. And Priya Parker says six is a magic number because in groups of six, you have high level of sharing and high level of intimacy. And so I suddenly thought, wow, number six is a great number. Mm. Instead of having these big groups where we don't really talk properly, we've got to have smaller groups. And so our home group with church, we split from 12 into two groups of six. And it was brilliant. Now I'm sure the UK government did not choose number six because of gathering. <laughs> they chose it because the police can count to six really easily. <laughs> but in that, I were, you know, I was disappointed, of course I was disappointed, but I wanted to say, God, you know, our lives are in your hands. This is your season. What do you want to do? And I felt him say, I want the church to have higher levels of sharing and higher levels of intimacy. Mm-hmm. And then with this now our new rule of one. Um, I'm really excited at the idea of prayer walking I can prayer walk with one person so I think it's always asking not what can't I do but what can I do just for this season and all my anxieties and all my struggles I give them to God and I ask him to carry me through because I have them there's lots of things that cause me stress at this time so I'm not living this lovely easy life but I believe that God is powerfully at work in this lockdown and he is shaking up the church and stripping away everything that we knew of church Mm. and asking the big question, who who are we going to be now as a church, as a body? And actually that's what I really think God's saying is um, what we're learning about the body. We're not together as a body, but in this time, what can I teach you about how actually you weren't as good a body as you thought you were? So loads of kind of marginal like groups of Christians have actually found online church a whole lot easier and more accessible. And it's meant they could finally be part of the body in a way that they weren't. And I'm really fascinated by that. What kind of people when you say that? Yeah. So um, when lockdown started, I very quickly got excited about online church. And so I started writing and some friends who are from the disabled community wrote to me and said, nay, you don't know what you're talking about why didn't you ask us for help? We've been doing online church for decades. And so it started this really helpful conversation where they, many of my friends are like in their homes, they cannot leave their homes because of chronic illness. And so it made me realize there are people that we can learn from, about how to do online church better. Like we were talking about earlier, the persecuted church have done online church for years and we could learn from them. But for example, in our church, Southampton Lighthouse International, we very simply do a Zoom church service, no kind of impressive recording, everything's just live. Our pastor who must be late 60s, moved back to the Isle of Wight to care for his parents. They don't have a laptop and they don't have Wi-Fi. So he comes every week into the Zoom call via a phone number and his parents listen on speakerphone. They don't go to church, or they didn't go to church until lockdown, but they've come to know Jesus for themselves through a speakerphone (laughs) on a phone. And so for me, online church has meant it's far more accessible for maybe single mums who can't get out at nighttime, but can come to home group or a prayer meeting via Zoom or disabled community maybe there are many reasons they can't access the church building. But if you put subtitles, if you have someone signing on all of your online stuff, it's instantly more accessible. And Lausanne itself found out that um, the most unreached people group is the disabled community. And in the UK, that's 20% of our population. So I think there's pockets of um, Christians, significant numbers of Christians, who it's much more accessible for if we continue to think about online and embrace it as something that God has given us. Hmm. So in a way, just to keep going, so when we can meet physically
0: again, is to still keep going with some form of online community to reach these people who otherwise will never have an opportunity to come to church.
2: Yeah, and I think, I mean, back to your question, Christian, about the kind of Zoom fatigue and people getting fed up. I think where we can, we should try and do as much hybrid life as possible. So yeah. because I work at universities, we looked a lot at how the universities were going to adapt for this year. And a lot of the universities are doing blended learning or hybrid learning. So where you can do a bit in person, where you have to go online, go online. Um, but also they're flipping the learning. So there's no point getting together on a Zoom to listen to somebody for an hour. That's mm-hmm. just pointless. So listen to the talk beforehand on your own, come together on the Zoom or come together online to chat and to discuss.
1: Hmm. It's great because I think there is a lot of, of great material brought of life, like teaching, webinars, a lot of inputs that you can just download or just watch. So you don't even have to come up coming up with, your, with yourself. But what we really need to is to have the community. We can't just watch, we can't just take in some teaching. We need real community between people. Um, Um, yeah so that's what you and I I love what you said that you don't have to do the one hour sermon on on zoom or you can do that beforehand and then you can actually do community
2: yeah I mean I think so it's really interesting watching churches set up online a lot of people I know it was a crisis but a lot of people just went for what they knew so Mm -hmm. live streaming on YouTube Yeah. yeah for me the church is a gathering of God's people The church has never been about a transmission of a message Mm -hmm. and so we as a church decided to stop and pause we could have done live streaming onto youtube um but instead we went for this in-person gathering live on zoom together everything singing praying speaking everything was live and it was just phenomenal because it created this atmosphere of being together um And I know friends that did do live streaming onto YouTube, eventually they realized they needed to have Zoom rooms where people could chat and connect afterwards. Um, But I think a problem is we've just gone for ease. And again, back to my professional gatherer, Priya Parker, she says that the venues we gather in communicate something of the message itself. And each venue is a nudge. It's like a script. So you imagine a nightclub, a beach, a business room. It tells you something of the meeting itself. So the beach, you're going to relax and have fun. The nightclub, you're going to dance. The business room, you get my picture. And I think what we've done is we've met online and it said something of the message. And actually it's not working. And that's because we have gone for convenience rather than values. And I think Mm. we all just need to stop reconsider what are our values now for our church meeting our community group what does god want in this point in history for us as his people and then once you've worked that out only then can you go to and which technological platform do we want to choose which one enhances our values rather than takes away from it so you've got a whole range instagram facebook gaming zoom youtube i mean there's a whole range and you can use like a couple together, like live stream with WhatsApp or Instagram with WhatsApp. And I, I just think we need to stop and pause. And partly I wonder if it's our view of technology. We, yeah. we sadly don't see it as a God-given gift. Um, we see it as something to despise and keep away from.
1: Right. Um, yeah. So and, what I hear is a message to those of us who feel like giving up and just wait for normal church to start again, is that stop in the sense of pause and pray and ask God. How can we actually do this to do what we're actually meant to do what is the actual needs in our place in our community Uh, yeah and then be creative and and look for help and yeah thank you
2: yeah because god's people in a crisis through the bible have always sung together Mm you see that over and over again you know think of the psalms i lift my eyes to the hills where does my maker come from As God's people were on their pilgrimage and facing danger in the mountains, robbers and people could come and steal their stuff, kill them. They looked to the hills and they sang together. And in a crisis, God's people have sung. And yet, interestingly, everyone says that online singing doesn't work. And yet you need it to work in order to be able to sing together in a crisis. And what I've seen is it can work, but people think it doesn't. So I've been blogging since March and I've been inviting friends to write with me. And the blog that has been most read nearly 8,000 times since March is uh, Worship on Zoom Tips and Tricks. And it's written by my friend who's a professional musician. So on one hand, everyone's saying worship doesn't work. On another hand, God's people need to sing in a crisis In the UK and in Germany, singing has been banned in churches when we're meeting in person. So everything is against us. And I think what we need to do is we need to sing. And I think a book that's really important for our times is the book of Habakkuk. Because in Habakkuk, the structure to it is question, answer, question, answer, question, answer, song. (laughs) And I think what we need to do as God's people is to stop and ask our questions. We need to genuinely stop and say, God, where are you? How long, O Lord? As it does the first question, Habakkuk. Then we hear Hmm. him answer us. Then we ask more questions. We groan and we moan together. But we eventually sing and we sing new songs of grace. And I just think as a church, you know, it's not the first time the church has been persecuted. Maybe (laughs) it is in the West. But um, we need to do those questioning, listening for answers and singing together a whole lot more.
1: Beautiful. You know, I think I'm definitely going to check out that tip on how to worship on Zoom, <laughs> because we tried with our church to do it, and we had one one family just leading us, and they were, of course, singing from their living room, and that was nice. And then I was just singing along, you know, uh, probably quite loud, because <laughs> afterwards I heard, you know, everybody else muted themselves, and then they were singing, but they were muted. And I was obviously the one singing alone, and I'm not the best singer. So <laughs> I got a lot of laughter and joy. So at least I, at least there was a lot of joy out of it.
0: <laughs> we yeah, tried nice. singing happy birthday at church the other day. It was kind of interesting. Everybody <laughs> with their microphones on. <laughs>
2: <Nice>. <laughs> yeah, it's re- for us, actually, as parents, it's been really interesting because our church is um, like a mission church. We don't have loads of structure or staff. And so for the children, there has been very little, just five minutes in each service each week online. And yet what has struck us is um, mid song, my children will stop and say, what did that say? And then we'll have this incredible conversation about God. Or maybe later on in the day, we'll hear our youngest, who's five, singing really loudly the song that she heard that morning. And we've realized that normally in church, when we sing, the children have gone to the children's work. Hmm. but for the first time ever they've been able to be part of our singing so the two things that they've engaged in most well firstly the best thing has been for the children's slot for them but after that the two main things are the breakout rooms where they get to chat to adults such a surprise and the singing they just absolutely love it and you see them one of them actually my youngest who's five said mom why is there water coming out of my eyes during that song (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, like you're being moved, Agnes. This is a beautiful song, and so yeah, I, I think there's something really important about singing right now.
1: That's great. Okay, so I, I before we sum up, I have I have one more question um, because now we did we talked a lot about like how to do community online with our churches, which is really important. At the same time, there is there is a, a suffering world around us, which is as you said, like there is one out of four at least in Britain who is who's lonely, and as a church. We cannot just sit and wait for this to finish. We are called to, to interact, to meet the, the needs of this world. How do we, how can we use um, technical things? And also even, you know, other, how can we engage with the world and, and, and meet the, the needs of, of the loneliness?
2: That's a great question. And looking around, I just think people are desperate for community more than ever before, if you, if you put anything if you organize anything in person you just get loads of people wanting to come so in denmark the christian unions they normally have a camp for 500 people but they had to change it to 80. the first camp sold out in 40 minutes um i run uh, i've kind of created a river swimming club since march and every time i put on the doodle poll who wants to come swimming straight away people say yes people are desperate for community they're desperate to meet in person because that's been taken away. And as Christians, we have the ultimate reason for community. We believe in a God who, within himself, is Father, Son, and Spirit. There's ultimate relationship and community within the Godhead. And so, as Christians, we have this incredible motivation and means and method to be community to our friends. And what I've found in lockdown is I've just been given by God. An incredible opportunity to build community within my community so for me that's looked like well the latest one is there are 180 kids in isolation at our school right now Mm -hmm. so I decided we've got 10 days of isolation why don't we do a 10-day video challenge every day we have a new theme children submit 30-second videos to a whatsapp group a funny video And the point of that is to build community. We are journeying in this isolation together. And I've done similar things, all slightly crazy, all kind of unique to me. So be yourself in this. Um, But as I do that, friends have literally stopped me and said, Nate, why do you build community so much? Why are you so invested in it? And I said, well, ultimately, it's because of the God I know and love. And I'm able to talk about him. And it's led to fantastic opportunities to talk about jesus Mm. Uh, another example is um right at the start of this term i said to god um, how can i share my faith with my friends everything's different and i felt god say to me nay where do you think you shouldn't be and i knew the answer straight away was halloween so as a family we don't celebrate it in our community it's bigger than christmas it's really massive Mm -hmm. and so i thought wow this is a big thing god if you really want me to go there so i decided to set up a facebook page called Bitten park family fun and we would plan activities throughout lockdown not events like trails and activities you can do covid safe stuff Mm -hmm. and i thought i will ask my friends to run the halloween trail but Of course, they said no, <laughs> so me, having never celebrated Halloween, I ended up running this trail, and we had twenty five houses in the trail. we had a reach of nine thousand on Facebook. We had thousands of people come, and we, as a family decided we would be the house of light and so we Great. decorated our house with incredible lights, and I felt so inspired I wrote these beautiful little stories about a superhero and a little boy and we put them in gift bags with sweets and glow sticks. And we gave out nearly 500 in one day. And um, in that people have just written over and over and over again, Nay, thank you. You're giving us hope. And so I just want to encourage you to do the same, not to copy me, but to be yourself in your own community and have lots of fun and build hope. And you just will be amazed at what God does through that. Amen.
1: Now, I'm encouraged. Um, to start, you know, asking the questions like, how can I be a friend and build friendship, deep friendship in this time? How can I look for opportunities and not, you know, things that blocks both when it comes to building community and when it comes to bringing hope and bringing uh, an answer to loneliness in, in the world around me. Thank you for for uh, your inspiration, Nay and uh, God bless you.
2: Thank you, it's been great to be with you.
0: It comes more natural to us to shout the gospel at people from a distance than to involve ourselves deeply in their lives, to think ourselves into their problems and into their culture, and to feel with them in their pains.